let's talk about uh, South African inflation numbers that came out yesterday. Yeah, Sakina, I mean, I think uh, to the relief of consumers, you know, that number came in a lot lower than what economists had expected, and we had moderated quite aggressively. So, um, you know, headline CPI coming in at 4.8% for October, and that obviously um, moderated from above 5% for the previous month. So, Sakina, despite the land weakness that we've seen recently, um, inflation continues to moderate at quite an aggressive pace, you know. So, I think, uh, you know, and, and the RAND reacted quite positively to that news. In fact, we saw the RAND about half a percent stronger, uh, close on a percent stronger at one point during the trading day before giving up some of those gains um, later on. But, you know, if you look at uh, core inflation, which strips out volatile items like, um, you know, fuel uh, and other volatile items, that moderated even further to below 4.5% for the month of October. And, uh, you know, quite interestingly to note, Headline CPI now remained within the Reserve Bank's target band of 3 to 6% for seven consecutive months, and that's the longest stretch of remaining within the target band for a period of two years. So, uh, you know, that's what's really precipitating some parts of the market to say that, um, you know, an interest rate, further interest rate cuts are still possible, and the Reserve Bank is certainly going to keep them on the table. Um, we, we obviously have the Monetary Policy Committee's uh, decision coming out at 3 o'clock this afternoon in terms of interest rates. Um, we firmly expect uh, the, the, the Reserve Bank to keep interest rates on hold. Um, you know, we're obviously going to get a big petrol price increase, unfortunately, um, in the month of December. We're looking at somewhere in the region of between 65 and 70 cents a litre, um, which is obviously going to have an impact on inflation. But I think more importantly, that's not going to be the biggest reason for keeping interest rates on hold, because ultimately inflation remains well anchored at, uh, um, you know, around about just above the midpoint of the target band. Uh, but what's going to be the biggest driver of keeping interest rates on hold, Sakina, is that uh, the Reserve Bank has very little clarity in terms of uh, where the currency is going to go. And that's obviously a big driver of inflation. Now, there's obviously a number of political risks on the horizon, um, in particular the ANC elective conference coming up in December. Um, there's also some risks with regards to the Federal Reserve, which is then saying that uh, you know, they're likely to uh, increase interest rates at their next meeting, which obviously um, has a knock-on impact onto our financial markets in terms of the flow of global capital and where that's going. Um, and whether there's a search for yield globally, given the interest rate differential between developed and emerging markets. So, Sakina, I think that there's enough uncertainty on the horizon with regards to the current the exchange rate, um, you know, for the Reserve Bank to keep interest rates on hold for now, uh, wait, upon, uh, wait for the ANC Elective Conference and reassess the situation um, early into next year. But certainly, um, you know, if the rent does go really south uh, and, and quite quickly, uh, I don't think you can even rule out interest rate hikes in the early part of next year, despite how weak the economy is, um, you know, given the reassurance of the inflation targeting mandate of the South African Reserve Bank. And then, Nadir, a comparison between tech giants Tencent and Facebook. And we spoke about, you know, the impact that Tencent has had on the NASPERS show the other day with Maudi. But, uh, you know, uh, that comparison between the two, what does that reveal? Yeah, Sakina, I mean, I think it's quite astounding. You know, earlier on in the week, uh, Tencent joined the elite company, the tech companies of having a $500 billion market cap. Um, you know, and that's astounding because their market cap has more than doubled just since the start of this year. Now, uh, you know, the growth we've seen in Tencent has been unparalleled. Uh, you know, many people argue, and I suppose there is a basis to argue that, uh, you know, the, the growth in earnings and growth in revenues from Tencent have been truly spectacular. 
Um, you know, and the kind of multiple they're trading on, which is well in excess of 50 pounds forward earnings, um, you know, is justified because of the kind of growth rate the company is delivering. Now, uh, we saw around about 51% revenue growth uh, for the third quarter. We saw those results coming out for 10 cents late last week. Um, and, you know, we saw the stock rallying quite aggressively since that point on the back of uh, better than even very elevated expectations for earnings growth from the sector. So, you know, if you reassess the situation now, um, you know, at one point this week, yes, it's come back over the last couple of days, but at one point this week, um, you know, Tencent had a larger market cap than that of Facebook. Um, if you compare the earnings, the revenue basis, around about the same revenue basis, you know, around about $35 billion, uh, Facebook slightly higher revenue than, than, than uh, Tencent, but nothing to write home about. However, if you compare profitability of the two companies, uh, Facebook still remains more profitable than what Tencent does. So Facebook generating around about $17.5 billion of annual profits at Tencent at around about, um, you know, it's just around about $10 billion in, 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 in profitability. Um, so, but, you know, I think uh, Tencent trading obviously has a much higher valuation in terms of PE multiple given the uh, equivalent market cap. And that's probably in line with the fact that Tencent is growing a lot more uh, quickly than what Facebook is. I think uh, in terms of risks, uh, one has to remember that Facebook is a very well-diversified global business. Um, you know, with obviously uh, advertising the, the major driver of revenue there. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the, uh, Facebook adjusting their business to be a more mobile-operated uh, business in terms of mobile phones. Tencent done the same in terms of adjusting their business to be a more mobile-operated but the big difference is that, uh, you know, they don't really have large-scale revenue from, from uh, advertising. They're still looking to tap that avenue and have ideas in terms of what to do there. But they're more of a mobile game, obviously, as you know, mobile game operator, um, the WeChat, so social media, CC uh, social media, and then also uh, trying, to, uh, trying to get into uh, financial services transactions in terms of processing payments. So, Sakina, um, you know, I, I, I think in summary, both trading on risk valuation, Facebook comes with slightly higher risk than, uh, or rather, Tencent comes with slightly higher risk than Facebook. Uh, but at the end of the day, it comes with better growth than Facebook does. And I think we have to watch how this unfolds. And I suppose the biggest risk to both companies remains that, uh, you know, they, 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 they uh, you know, play in a highly competitive industry. And, uh, you know, there's obviously rapid involvement there and they are turning on really risk multiple.